It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1 to back in the win column for the Vegas Golden Knights, though they sit for a couple of days before taking on the Arizona Coyotes on Friday. We'll talk to Dan Duva here as as we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights to to break this win down. And I guess that's where I want to start, Dan. You get the Golden Knights in a rhythm, right? And, and now you got a couple of days off. You, you get out of that rhythm. How, how much do you get the sense that the Golden Knights, the players, are, are going to be relieved that the stopping and the starting is, is kind of done at this point in the season? Yeah, well, you just heard Nick Hague talking about it a moment ago. Yeah. Pros and cons. Yeah. He admitted difficult for him individually to find a rhythm. And these things affect different players in different ways. If you're Jack Eichel, of course, these were his first three games after the 11-month 11-month 11 layoff. Uh, some of these guys have played close to every game, but others have had starts and stops. So um, in terms of healing, in terms of resting and bumps and bruises, I think it affects everybody differently. But we know that in the National Hockey League, there is a routine of basically playing every other day. Sometimes there are two days between games. Sometimes there are back-to-backs. But on average... There's one day in between games, uh, and occasionally you get three days and so on and so on. But but this, of course, has been quite strange. And in talking with Ryan McGill today, he was just recognizing the strange nature of the schedule and how uh, you've had these weird uh, runs, and not only as it applies to this year, but in general. This is the doldrums of the NHL season. And as Ryan broke it down, it's kind of between games 45 and 60. Today was game 51, where you're past the halfway mark and it's not quite the home stretch. And you're just trying to get to that point before the natural urgency really picks up. But the other part of it is this has not existed in an 82-game schedule in a couple of years because only Mm -hmm. 56 last year. There was no home stretch with a regular season cut off after 71 the year before. So anyway, uh, plus you've got a bunch of young guys who've not played at the NHL level. So again, the, 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 the summation in all of this, Ryan, is it may affect different guys differently, but I think if forced to choose, you would take uh, the game uh, rotation of game off, game off, game off, which is pretty much what you're going to see in March. You know, Dan, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about here specifically with this game is the momentum shifts that we have seen within a game where, you know, you look at the L.A. game uh, and the Golden Knights get a couple of goals early and then immediately the Kings answer, momentum shifts back to L.A. Uh, None of that tonight for San Jose. Like, there were moments where the Sharks had some pushes. Logan Thompson was great in those moments, but it, it didn't really feel inevitable the way that it did against the LA Kings and I think that a lot of the credit goes to the Golden Knights for kind of uh, really squashing those those bits within this game to to keep the momentum going in their favor they did a lot of the little things better today than they had against Los Angeles and when we talked with Ryan McGill on the pregame show and asked specifically when we hear the phrase defend hard what does that mean and what do you see And he talked specifically about when we don't have the puck, creating pace in order to get the puck back and then supporting each other to create urgency. And it seemed like when the Knights did not have the puck today that there was an urgency to take possession back. 
that I would imagine falls into <laughs> what Ryan McGill was describing there. And uh, especially after those goals, there was not uh, any sort of a lag. There was just as much urgency and the other part of it is that uh, you know the Sharks are just not a particularly good team. Well, Dan, as always, thanks so much for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Let's head to Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after. Um, he was solid all night. Uh, rebound control was good. Played the puck really well. Just calm, composed. He, he played a real good game. Jack Eichel got his first goal last game. He had his first point. How does getting over those humps kind of allow him to just focus on growing the game consistently? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just a little bit of pressure off him, but I liked his game tonight. I, I thought every game he's taken another step, and tonight he was he was that much better than he was in game one and two, so he's starting to get more comfortable, use his speed, he's starting to get his timing, so it's good signs. Coach, uh, a great 4-1 victory. Does it have any special meaning doing it back here in yeah. San Jose? Always, always. Uh, you know, this place, uh, a lot of friends, a lot of great memories, uh, love coming back. So, um, you know, I, I saw, recognize a lot of faces in the crowd from the season ticket holders that were here the, the time I was here. So it's, it's always special coming back. I'm surprised you know how quickly Jack has gotten up to speed after, you know, pretty significant surgery. Yeah, and significant surgery and, and significant amount of time missed, 11 months. Uh, I, I'm not surprised because he's a special player. And, you know, I think uh, if, he, if he wasn't such a special player, I think it probably would have taken longer, but you know he's got he's got such exceptional skill that um, you know I think it allows him to, to get back up to pace quicker. I feel like you took a big step in the team chemistry game tonight. Better for sure, better. Uh, I liked I liked a lot of our five on five play. I thought we defended much better than we did the other night, which is where it starts for us. So is it different this year with the protocol and all the, the COVID things? Or is it a little different this year? Yeah, it, you know, I, I think everyone's feeling it. I think everyone feels a little bit better about it. You know, people in the stands and, you know, you're not locked in your hotel room uh, between games. So it's nice. You know, it's not back to normal yet, but we're, we're inching that way. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. Uh, a couple of uh, highlights here from that. On Logan Thompson's play, solid all night, calm, composed, really good game from Logan Thompson. We're going to talk about Logan Thompson here as the, the AAA Insurance postgame show goes on. Um, you know, the pressure now off of Jack Eichel. He's got three points in three games for the Vegas Golden Knights, a goal and an assist tonight. One goal, two assists on the season so far for Jack Eichel. And, you know, you just heard from Pete DeBoer, every game getting a little bit better, starting to gain something here. And, you know, the on the idea of whether or not that's surprising, it's, it's interesting, right? Because you look at a player like Jack Eichel, you know the individual skill, you know what he's able to do. You've seen the highlight reel packages for sure. But the question is, how would Jack come back after 11 months off, not playing an NHL game for 11 months? How long would it take him to kind of get back to being productive? And, you know, the answer from a production standpoint is three games. Like we're, we're talking about Jack Eichel, point-of-game player, and that's what he's been throughout his career. So uh, production-wise, he's, he's right there. But, you know, even more than the goals and the assists and, and the points that are starting to stick to Jack Eichel, I think that you're starting to see plays that he's making that it's opening things up for everyone else around him. And, you know, the the play to Chandler Stevenson to set up Eichel's goal, uh, just 
phenomenal work. 12 seconds, the puck was on Jack's stick in the offensive zone. And at no point in time was there any panic, any type of, of frustration setting in. You had a player that was simply buying time to allow for lanes, and he found a way to get that puck to Chandler Stevenson. So, you know, you, you look at Jack Eichel continuing to make strides. You look at a big-time game from Logan Thompson, and it's exactly what the Golden Knights needed, defending better, less high-danger chances against, certainly at 5-on-5 five five for the Golden Knights. I thought they were pretty good at even strengths all night. A uh, couple of hiccups on the power play, but I think that's to be expected as you're continuing to kind of mess around with what you want your top unit to look like. But all that being said, it's a 4-1 win for the Golden Knights. Now 62 points on the season, 29-18-4, second in the Pacific Division, and two points back of the Calgary Flames. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. Vegas 29-18-4 on the season. 62 points. Just two back of the Calgary Flames, though Calgary has games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. However, Three points ahead of the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings. Edmonton losing tonight. So a big-time two-point effort tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. They needed it. You had to get back in the win column. You have to keep pace with what is going on around you in the Pacific Division. Try to put some heat on the Calgary Flames if you can. So for the Golden Knights, mission objective, get two points. They were able to get it done tonight against the San Jose Sharks. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, for Vegas right now, who's out? It's uh, Mark Stone on LTIR, uh, upper body injury. You, you know it's going to be a minute before Mark Stone is back in the lineup. Robin Leonard missed a, uh, another game today. It's now three in a row for Robin Leonard with an upper body injury. Not... Uh, not too clear on a timeline for Robin, so kind of keep that in the back of your mind over the next couple of days as the Golden Knights practice and get ready for the Arizona Coyotes on Friday. Whether or not Robin Leonard is able to return to practice or return to game action over the course of the next week, that is going to be a big storyline for the Golden Knights moving forward. Zach Whitecloud skated Yesterday, so that's positive news there that uh, Zach Whitecloud might be on the horizon, and Alec Martinez is still battling through his injury when he might be back for the Golden Knights. That remains to be seen. So, as you still kind of go through where the Golden Knights are at so far this year, and and you start to think about, okay, well, this is a relatively healthy team. You you get Jack Eichel back into the lineup. And then all of a sudden you start kind of rattling off the names of the players that are not available for the Vegas Golden Knights. It gives you a clearer idea of, of just how much is still out of the lineup for the Golden Knights. And I think, you know, really for me, the, the idea of the schedule here is an interesting one because I think hockey players more than maybe any other athlete, right, are creatures of habit. They, 
they have their nap at the same time. It's the same pregame meal. You go through these these really superstitious situations where everything has to be just so, and that includes playing every other day. And I thought it was interesting to hear from Nick Hagas. He was talking with uh, Dan Duva and Gary Lawless at the end of the game about, you know, there's pros and cons to getting extra rest for sure, but for a game that's built on rhythm, for a game that's really built on being in a groove, it it's an interesting thought experiment as to whether or not this schedule for the Golden Knights, double-edged sword as it is, is doing more harm than good because you're not able to get into a rhythm. I thought, again, you know, you look at the Golden Knights over these last three games, Colorado, solid game, LA, pretty good game, uh, didn't handle momentum shifts, shifts particularly well in that game, and then obviously tonight, solid effort for the Golden Knights, better and better and better the more in a rhythm they are. So it'll be interesting to see how the Golden Knights kind of navigate this next four-day period where they uh, where they don't have uh, games, but you know we'll go from there and, and see what happens with the Vegas Golden Knights. Now let's take a look at the highlights in this game as uh, we go all the way back to the first period. And you know for me. Early on in this one, Logan Thompson was dialed in. He was absolutely fantastic, and he had to be while the Golden Knights were on the power play. Matt Nieto would be sprung for a shorthanded breakaway, and Logan Thompson would come up with a massive save to start the game. Now here's a chance, shorthanded. Nieto cuts to the net. Kick save! Big stop by Thompson. Theodore tried to hustle back, but Nieto turned on the afterburners. Nearly a shorthanded goal for the Sharks. That's their best scoring chance at any straight so far today. So Logan Thompson coming up with a big-time save early on in the game. And then, just past, way, past the midway point of the period, Keegan Kolasar would throw a fluttering shot on net, giving the Golden Knights a 1-0 lead. Here's Kolasar. He scores! Got it through Reimer from the left wing. Clanks off the long post, and Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. After all that power play pressure, they score a goal from the outside, and it's Kolasar, his fifth of the season. Keegan Kolasar, his fifth goal of the year from Brett Howden and Shea Theodore at 10-14 of the first period makes it one to nothing Vegas. Then, four minutes later, Jack Eichel would get his first goal as a Vegas Golden Knight. All four players in the offensive zone, now out in front, no chance to shoot for Stevenson, centered, Eichel scores! The give and go. Stevenson to Eichel, and the Knights lead 2-0. Jack Eichel's first of the year from Chandler Stevenson and Alex Petrangelo at 14-34 of the first period makes it 2-0 Vegas, and we'd head to the second period. The Golden Knights up 2-0, and you know what? For Vegas, it was all about momentum, keeping it in their favor. Max Pacioretty would score his third goal in two games just a minute 23 into the second period to give Vegas a 3-0 lead. Into the zone right wing, Theodore breaks inside the line, rims it hard around. Pacioretty left wall shot off the post. The goal rocked on its pegs. The official stops play. They're going to look at this. Pacioretty yeah. thinks it's in. Yeah. He thinks it's 3-0. He's fist pumping. There it is, Max Pacioretty's 15th of the year from Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel at 123 of the second period. Makes it 3 to nothing Vegas. We'd head to the third period, the Golden Knights up 3 to nothing, and midway through the period, the Sharks would spoil the shutout for Logan Thompson as Nick Bonino would score for San Jose. Now a collision. Cogliano gets it out in front, they score! 
Benito finishes after what looked to have been interference. Play continues for San Jose. They're on the board and now trail three to one. Nick Bonino, sixth of the year from Andrew Cogliano and Jacob Middleton at 10-17 of the third period, makes it 3-1 Vegas. Then, with just a couple of minutes left in the game and the Sharks pressing, Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Vegas, oh, the puck came to the side of the net. Thompson with the pad down, does make the stop. Now it's Gregor shooting, kick save, loose puck, goes wide, knocked away on the next chance. Good opportunities for Nick Bonino in front. AAA is a, is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you out smart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So big-time saves there for Logan Thompson. And with the Sharks pressing, Chandler Stevenson would ice the game with an empty net goal. Patch ready gets the puck, looks towards center, finds Stevenson, protects it, works his way ahead, three men across the line, Stevenson scores! No mistake about that one. Empty net goal for Chandler Stevenson, a two-point day. And the Knights have a 4-1 lead, 32 seconds to go. Chandler Stevenson's 13th of the year for Max Pacioretty and Nick Waugh at 19-27 of the third period. An empty net goal makes it 4-1. It's all that's left in this one is the final call. Knights win the draw neutralized. Final five seconds tick off. And Vegas gets a victory, 4-1 over the San Jose Sharks at SAP Center on a Sunday night. And there you have it, 4-1, to one, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks. Vegas now 29-18-4 on the year, 62 points, just two back of the Calgary Flames. Calgary, though, with games in hand. Golden Knights are not in action again until Friday in Arizona. So for Vegas, you get a solid two points. Teams around you are making up games as you as you have some practice time here. But for Vegas, it's, it's all about maintaining what they did in this game, taking it into their next game against Arizona and moving forward and continuing to bank points in the Pacific Division. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance post-game show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. to That's 10 straight that the Golden Knights have won over the San Jose Sharks, and that's just kind of an indication of how dominant the Golden Knights have been over the last couple of years against San Jose, really uh in the regular season, it's just been a, a dominant uh, performance from Vegas over San Jose in most in most cases. That being said, uh, it, it's why the the rivalry is kind of waning. Like you look at the Sharks, it's just there's nothing there. Uh, regular season anyway, like just there's no pushback, no bounce back, no battle uh, from San Jose. I mean, there were moments within this game where they had some looks. They were pretty good on the rush in the first period. Uh, Second period, it was more puck possession for San Jose, but really not too much in the way of, of anything that made you feel like they were getting back in this game. And I think a lot of the credit there has to go to Logan Thompson, who picks up his first career NHL win 
and a first star of the game for Logan Thompson. He was fantastic. 29, uh, 35 at 36, uh, 35 saves out of 36 shots, 972 save percentage. Uh, just one goal allowed. It was it was a strong performance from Logan Thompson, top to bottom. And, you know, I think this is why you look at the Golden Knights and, and you kind of read and see about Logan Thompson with Henderson and the work that he's done in the AHL, the, the season that he had last year. And I think there's a lot of hope and, and a lot of desire to see what Logan Thompson can do at the NHL level. And, you know, for me, this game, whether or not it's a sign of you have to get Logan Thompson some some games because Robin Leonard's not on the horizon and you've got back-to-backs coming up, or whether it's, you know what, Logan Thompson worked his butt off in practice, Robin Leonard is is around the corner, and you want to reward the kid with a, a, a game, uh, it doesn't matter. Logan Thompson came out and made the most of whatever opportunity he had in front of him today. He's been good in the two starts that he had, uh, and for me, like I think we're getting to a point now with Logan Thompson, and I think it's a legitimate point here, where you start to ask what he can do in a backup capacity at the NHL level. Maybe still a little bit premature. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is he doesn't look out of out of place. And I think what what fans clue in on most is the battle, right? Like the compete in his crease. He's never out of a play. It doesn't matter if he is down and out. He's going to make a play on a puck if he can. And I think that there's something about the way that Logan Thompson plays that endears him to whatever fans are watching him. And it's all about compete level, all about battle, all about urgency and desperation. And I think that when you look at where the Golden Knights were coming out of that LA Kings game and where they needed to be here tonight against San Jose, it was a masterful decision from head coach Pete DeBoer to get Logan Thompson into this game. And Pete DeBoer is rewarded with two points in the standings and a big-time win and a big-time game from Logan Thompson for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Triple A Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks four to one. The final score: Logan Thompson's first career NHL victory. Jack Eichel's first goal as a Vegas Golden Knight happens to be the game winner. A multi-point effort from Jack Eichel. Now a goal and two assists, three points in three games since coming back from artificial disc replacement surgery, and. 11 months between NHL games for Jack Eichel. So uh, you got Eichel hitting his stride, a big-time win for Logan Thompson, the Golden Knights getting into a rhythm, and now you get to sit for four days before playing again. It's a tough, tough month of February for the Golden Knights. Starts and stops, and really it it pulls you out of of whatever type of rhythm you could be in as a hockey player. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar and for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, you look at the first period, some opportunities early on the power play. And 
I, I wasn't I wasn't super thrilled with the Golden Knights power play in the fact that they were giving up shorthanded breakaway chances. And Logan Thompson had to be the best Golden Knight on the ice in the first period. And he was, and thankfully he was, uh, because he had a number of really big stops, especially when the Golden Knights should have had control of the play in the offensive zone working to score on the power play. So then you get an opportunity for the Golden Knights to get a lead in this game. And I think for me, how they played with the lead was really the impressive part. I get that you know we talked about it pregame, four, five, six, put as many goals up on the board as you can. But I like the way the Golden Knights played with a lead. There was poise. It never really felt like San Jose was going to push too hard or make this too tight of a game. And you know what? Credit in the world, all the credit in the world goes to Logan Thompson there and how the Golden Knights defended in front of him, but that's really the strides where I'm most impressed or most looking at for the Golden Knights. This team has to defend better. Tonight was a step in the right direction there. They have to continue it on Friday night against the Arizona Coyotes. That is when the Golden Knights next play, 6.30 puck drop, 5.30 pregame show will be with you right here. Uh, that'll do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks. It's a day that ends in Y. So naturally, the Golden Knights would defeat the San Jose Sharks. It's now 10 in a row for the Golden Knights against San Jose. Um, I think that it's it's time we just stop using the word rivalry with Vegas and San Jose. Like, And I get it. There was a dust-up at the end of the game. It's nice to have that talking point and that narrative. But the fact of the matter is, this isn't a rivalry anymore. <clears throat> it's just not. And, and maybe you want to call up and disagree with me. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. There's a lot of different directions we can go here. Obviously, Logan Thompson is a major talking point in this game. Jack Eichel continuing to round into form. That's another talking point. But, you know, for me, it's how quickly the great Golden Knights-San Jose Sharks rivalry has fizzled out. Like, it's non-existent. It doesn't exist anymore. It just doesn't. Like, there's more heat right now, Vegas and L.A., than there is against San Jose. And that's legitimate. That's real. It's just not there. So, you know, it's always funny. You kind of get to these points in, in where you have a bitter, fierce rivalry to start off, and then all of a sudden it just goes away. And it's it's sad. It really is. But for the Golden Knights... The big story here is picking up two points, 62 points on the year, 29, 18, and four. Now two points back of the Calgary Flames, who are just red hot and and really, really playing well. So for the Golden Knights, 
Job done. Pick up two points against the San Jose Sharks. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, uh, much to be liked and some cautionary tales. First of all, this is a hammer and a nail now. This is not, you're right, this is not a rivalry, but it's a place to get two points in a division where you need those two points against Calgary and Edmonton. So you might as well get them against San Jose. That's fine. Uh, so I'm glad yeah. about that. I want to echo words that you said, and that is that Logan Thompson plays his tail off in practice. And I don't know how or why he was starting tonight. I, I was shocked, but I was happy. But I think yeah. it's because he works his tail off in practice, don't you? Well, 100%, yeah. I think So There, there's a couple of different ways that I'm looking at it as far as why Logan Thompson got the start tonight. Because you you could either you could either make the argument that okay if robin leonard's timeline has him back before this weekend before friday and saturday the the arizona colorado games then this would really be the only opportunity to get logan thompson a game so you can read it that way as a positive and say well robin leonard's probably on the horizon this is the only spot to put in logan thompson he's worked himself into a start because of what he does in practice so Logan Thompson gets the start. Or the other side of the coin is maybe Robin Leonard's a little bit further out, and if that's the case, you need Logan Thompson ready to play in a back-to-back situation. He hasn't played in a while. You want to give him a tune-up before going into Arizona or Colorado. Yeah. Either way, it's a great experience, and he answered the test 100%. I mean, my goodness, yeah. what a game he had. I don't think anybody realizes uh, perhaps what a tremendous game that was. That was a, a superior effort, not against a team that you you know you you would say, "Wow, I can't believe you beat Colorado that way." No, but still a great game, and credit where credit is due. Now we have to see after Arizona, we better beat Arizona. We have to see what kind of a team this really is because I don't know. I'm not sure what team we have yet. You know, I I would caution you, Mike, to to not to not have to get that answer right now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as much as as much as you want it and, and as much as I think everybody that that is following the Golden Knights wants to know is this a a legitimate cup contender? Is this one of the best teams in the NHL? Is it a top 5 team, top 3 team, whatever? I think I think the the better approach to this is take it in 5 or 10 game chunks. And and I don't mean like and I mean from like here on out, right? Because you you get a game like tonight where I think the Golden Knights were were clearly the better team between the two on the ice and then you get four days off and you're out of a rhythm and you've got to work yourself back into that I I would caution you to just kind of get your answers in five or ten game increments and I get it there's only 31 games left but you're still trying to work Jack Eichel in you're still trying to gel you're still dealing with some key injuries Uh, that question may not be answered until late late in the season and that's just the way that it is this year well, let's uh, take that topic up again after that enormous, what is it, five- or six-game road trip the week after next. That's a real test. Yeah, sounds sounds good to me, Mike. Thank you for the call. I, I, I just I, The way that I look at it right now for the Golden Knights and, and the way, honestly, that this season has gone, uh, reacting on a game-by-game basis to what we think the Golden Knights are, I I just I, I feel like there's going to be a lot more confusion. Take it in five to ten game chunks, probably five to eight game chunks, maybe. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, legitimate questions arose out of the All Star game. 
about the Golden Knights, inability to defend. Of course, all those questions are going to to pop up, but don't let this win kind of teeter you in one direction or another. Jack Eichel's still getting his footing. You're still without your number one goaltender, Robin Leonard. Like, just give it a couple of games before we start to try to, to figure out what this team is. Because I'll tell you, by the time you think you have it figured out, then Alec Martinez is back, or Zach Whitecloud is back, or Mark Stone perhaps is back, and all of a sudden things look different again. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. So this was a fun one to watch. Um, I always have fun. Well, listen to I always have fun anytime we play the Sharks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of have to push back on that. There's no rivalry because uh, this the, the sheer number of fights that always happen and break out and kerfuffling, like it's mm-hmm. still there. And it eventually the Sharks will probably be better than they are and mm-hmm. it'll flare up again and be more competitive. But until that time, it's fun to enjoy being able to uh, kind of lay a smack down on them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's nice to go into a game kind of understanding what the outcome is going to be ahead of time. Um, just based on how dominant the Golden Knights have been over the San Jose Sharks. But it it doesn't have that same feel as as those early first two years between those two clubs felt. It, it and, and to be honest, I loved it. I loved San Jose Vegas. I loved the uh, the intensity and what those games used to bring out. And now it's different and it's just not as much fun in that regard because you just you just don't feel like the Golden Knights are going to get pushed by this team. That's fair. I think that's fair. And um I wanted to say uh Logan Thompson, great game. He mm-hmm. quite honestly kept through that first period. I, like I don't even know. I stopped counting how many shorthanded breakaway chances we gave. Gave up. Yeah. Like Kept him yeah, in the two. game was yep. just a huge backstop back there and earned this one. I mean, quite honestly, I feel like he deserved to get a shutout and a goalie goal. Like he played his <laughs> butt off and deserved every ounce of recognition that he gets. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm right there with you, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. Uh, it would have been nice for Logan Thompson to get the shutout in this game. He played well enough for it, and to be honest, got a piece of that Nick Benino shot. So. Uh, if Benino doesn't put that where he does, if it's a, if it's just a half of of a of a centimeter lower, then Logan Thompson gets it, and we are looking at a shutout. But I, I thought Logan Thompson was the best player on the ice for either team, um, and then the Golden Knights top line really really dominated the game tonight. Let's head back out of the phone line seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. It's Stephanie number two. Hey Stephanie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. So I am, first of all, I am going to have to agree with you about the rivalry. Um, I am from Southern California, so it's always cool seeing my old team versus my new team in the LA Kings versus the Knights. So I'm I'm excited to see where that rivalry keeps going. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm with you, and 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 no, no, I, and, and and it's important because the Kings are good, right? Like the Kings are pushing the Golden Knights, and and there was pushback from LA in that game and Vegas in that game. I I think there, there's a rivalry that's that's starting to build between the Kings and the Golden Knights. It would certainly be aided or buoyed by another playoff appearance between or playoff matchup between the two teams. But yeah, I mean, I, I look at LA and, and Calgary as just 
you know, more prominent opponents right now for the Golden Knights than, say, the San Jose Sharks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's still bad blood, of course. Um, yeah. You know, Dan and Gary mentioned it a couple of times in the broadcast. You know, every time the Sharks got a penalty in the third period, we were kind of holding our breath. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the Kings' nice rivalry just for my own personal meaning. Um, yeah. But I also have to shout out to Jack Eichel. Like, you know, first point is a night. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Stephanie, you're, you're absolutely right, and thank you for the call. Like, Jack Eichel is is starting to round into form. And, you know, it, it's so difficult because I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, as, as we really did our best to set the scene for Jack's first game back against Colorado, uh, my my better half on the radio, Darren Millard, just did not hold back from any expectations whatsoever. He just didn't do it. And, you know, I was a little bit more wary, but, but when you have a player that's as individually skilled as Jack Eichel is, and Pete DeBoer kind of spoke about that as to kind of giving him a, a little bit easier curve of getting back to what he used to be, I think that that you just you can't sell that short at all. And Jack Eichel is now a point a game player in three games for the Golden Knights. Goal and two assists, first multi point game for the Golden Knights, first game winning goal for the Golden Knights. All came tonight. Um, it, it's just a great showing early on for Jack Eichel, and and I don't think he's even close to one hundred percent of who Jack Eichel is when fully healthy. I think he's getting close. I think we're looking at like eighty to eighty five percent. But Jack has another gear or two to go, and I think that's the most impressive thing coming out of this game for the Golden Knights. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Pam. Hey Pam, how you doing? Hi Brian, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I always listen to your show, and it's it's totally fantastic. Um, Thank you. I have a, I have a question about the lines, just like you were talking about Eichel. Um, so the first line is you've got patches on there, and you've got Eichel. They're both mm-hmm. premier top score scores. So mm-hmm. my question yeah. is, going down the road, as, as he becomes more familiar with the plays and so on and so forth, and he gels, um, is he going to be put on a line by himself, per se? I mean, because I'm thinking is if, there's, uh, you know, if there's any competition between Patches and Eichel right now to score. You know what I'm saying? Is it... Will he eventually be added onto maybe a line number two or a line number three? Does that make sense? You know, it, yeah, no, it, it does. It does for sure, Pam. And it's an interesting question. Now, I think a lot of that's going to have to do with Mark Stone and his health, right? Because once you're once you you have Mark Stone in the lineup and available. How do you maximize what Jack Eichel can do and, you know, really kind of balance out a lineup that, that featured one of the best lines in hockey in Pacioretty, Stevenson, and Stone? Um, I think right now you're just trying to find a winning combination while Stone is out of the lineup. Jack Eichel, premier center, and he's a he's a facilitator. He, he can score. He's got a great shot, wicked release, all that. But he likes to set guys up, and there's no better shooter on the team than Max Pacioretty. So for right now, I think the lines are pretty well set where they're at with Jack Eichel playing with Pacioretty and Stevenson. From there, I do think that there's going to be an opportunity to either put Mark Stone back where Chandler Stevenson is, so then you have a top line you're loading up of Pacioretty, Eichel, and Stone. That's a possibility. 
but I think that the you you might get Jack Eichel moving down or playing with you know maybe Jonathan Marcheseau and Evgeny Dodonov something like that to to really create a scoring line. This is a long roundabout way of answering your question, Pam, and thank you for the call. I do think that once the Golden Knights have Mark Stone back into the fold, you're going to see some experimentation on where to put Eichel in relation to Stone and Pacioretty. Whether or not you load up with a big top line or whether or not you try to balance it, I think is still up in the air as to what the Golden Knights are going to do. But for right now, with Mark Stone out of the lineup, and it's going to be a little while before he's able to return, um, you're going to roll with Pacioretty and you're going to roll with Eichel and you're going to roll with Stevenson on that top line and you're going to see if they can continue to build chemistry. So they, that was a great call, Pam. Thank you very much for that question. We'll see kind of how that goes over the course of the next three to four weeks for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more of your calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. to It's 10 straight for the Vegas Golden Knights over the San Jose Sharks. 29-18 and 462 points, two back of the Calgary Flames in the Pacific Division, second place for the Golden Knights. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Okay, great. Um, yeah, um, once a year, Dave always brings up the, brings up that play with San Jose and um, VGK, the San Jose series, every year, mm-hmm. once a year. But he forgets that we blew that series three games to one. We were up. We couldn't win one game. So... He doesn't mention that sometimes. But uh, anyway, yeah, the um, rivalry is on dead. It's no longer. And um, I'm concerned with the, the power play rank. You know, we're 18th in the league. And I think we're 0 for 17 on the road now in power plays. That's, that's okay. terrible. I mean, um, hopefully we'll get that straightened out at some time um, during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I don't like the long layoff either. I was hoping there was a game on Wednesday or something. But, um, you know, fellas need some rest, and they'll have some practice, and, and uh, we'll be okay. And then I'll, I'll reserve judgment till the end of the season, and then I'll get my final grade on them. But other than that, um, it's going to be interesting in the playoffs. Thanks, buddy. Yep, thank you, Fernando. Um, yeah, a couple things. Obviously, uh, the power play for the Golden Knights has been a work in progress all year long. Um, I, I think that, you know, again, you're – you're you're hopeful that and and I'm I'm like I view the power play a little bit differently than other people do. Overall, you're looking at you know where your your percentages are. I don't really care about overall percentage. I care about when you have an opportunity to break a game open with a power play or tie a game late in a power play. There's there's situations where you want your power play to come through for you. Uh, you look at this game particularly. You get a double minor right off the bat. If the Golden Knights were able to put two on the board there. Um, that's a situation where the, the, the power play makes the game a little bit easier on you. So um, I would have liked to have had more or at least a better power play to start the game, so I'm with you right there. Uh, but, you know, just overall, generally speaking, 18th in the in the league, 
I think once Jack Eichel kind of gets himself to where he wants to be and you can sort out your top two units, uh, I could reasonably see the Golden Knights getting into into top 15, maybe 12, 13 in the league. I do think that they can be that proficient on the power play, but they've got to get the personnel figured out and in the right places in order to do that. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, pretty good. Um, just want to chirp back here at Fernando. They don't need to remind us of how we blew that. We were there. We saw it. It was like a car wreck. You wanted to look away, and you couldn't. So, mm-hmm. got that out of my system. Now to the good yep. stuff. I thought that first line, I, I thought they were starting to really gel, and they were feeding each other a lot. All three of them got a goal. Granted, Stevenson's was empty net, but it counts. And mm-hmm. yeah. when Stone comes back, I think that gives them a lot of ways to go because we know that's ready. Stone and Stevenson have chemistry now. Starting to see that Eichel's got it with them, too. So I'm not sure where they're going to go. And the last thing I have is about Logan Thompson, who was fantastic. If we get in a bind, I really feel like, you know, you look back to 2019 to Bennington. He came out of nowhere, too. Nobody knew how he was going to do. You just never know when these guys are ready to take off. And I feel good knowing Thompson's there if one of the guys goes down. Yeah, you know what, Rita? I'm right there with you. Thank you for the call. This was a great game for Logan Thompson and one that I think builds a lot of confidence, not just within the organization that already has confidence in him, but you know, for, for Pete DeBoer to, to see Logan Thompson not just battle every day in practice, but go out there, battle in a game, and, and be one of the main reasons the Golden Knights came away with two points here. So, yeah, I think you're spot on there, Rita, with Logan Thompson getting another game, getting a strong performance and winning. Um, it certainly gives you more confidence should there be any issues with injuries or anything of that nature with Robin Leonard or Loren Brassois down the stretch that you've got a guy in Logan Thompson that can come in and do his job and that's give you a chance to win. So yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely spot on and it's an organizational depth piece that I think was a question mark maybe going into the season, but not so much one as we've seen Logan Thompson continue to take strides. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. We're wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. Vegas improves to 29-18-4 on the year. 62 points. That's good for second in the Pacific Division. Calgary, 64 points on the year, though they have three games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. The Edmonton Oilers, one game in hand on Vegas, 59 points. They are three points back of Vegas. And L.A., also 59 points, one game in hand over the Vegas Golden Knights. So, uh, you know, you look at where the Pacific Division is right now, the standings for the Golden Knights. It's all about winning your games. We, We talked about it with Calgary. We talked about it with Edmonton. We talked about it with L.A., all these teams 
that had games in hand on the Golden Knights. Games in hand only matter if you win them. The Kings and the Oilers, to their credit, have won a lot of those games in hand. So that being said, it's going to be a tight race down the stretch for the Golden Knights. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think for the Golden Knights, the last 31 games, 25, 30 games of the year, I want it to be jockeying for position. I want there to be importance placed on regular season games. I want there to be moments that simulate what a playoff atmosphere is going to be for the Vegas Golden Knights in the regular season. I think you need to be playing well and you need to be playing in those types of intensities before you get to the playoffs. So I don't look at this as a bad thing, and I think the Golden Knights, if they can go on a bit of a run here and get themselves into a rhythm, they can make life interesting on the Calgary Flames as well, that's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. The Golden Knights will take on the Arizona Coyotes Friday at 6.30 p.m. That's the puck drop. Pre-game show will go at 5.30. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your interaction. We will talk to you on Friday. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.